Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. So you love Wisconsin beer, but what about the key ingredient that goes into it? Hops. And Wisconsin can grow hops pretty well. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Bohica Hops in Toma is a five-acre hop yard that the Conant brothers have been operating for about a decade. Bob Conant tells me how the crop is looking so far this season. We are just starting to see some of our earlier varieties are actually starting um, to make cones. The first ones to make it up there are usually our centennials. And normally we'll pick them the second week of August. Um, where our location is. It depends on where you live, you know, how, how, where the growing season, just like corn or anything else. But in our earliest or our latest ones, I should say, are just starting what they call the burr stage. They kind of look like sand burrs. That's actually the flower, um, and that flower turns into the cone. How was the spring then? We kind of had a cooler spring. It was drought-like conditions early on, and then it was really wet. How did the start of the season go for you? We were a little bit behind, uh, especially, you know, training and stuff. We have to train the plants um, at a certain time. So we, we're a little bit behind. They look pretty good now. Our big fear is a lot of times when we get freezing weather and the plants are up waist higher, so it, it hurts the growing points on the, on the plants. And it also introduces a lot of fungus to them. Um, the cooler weather was better, actually, for because we didn't have as much fungus early. So the pressure from the fungus, fungus problems, which is our biggest problem, was not so much there. And the plants are catching up with the warm weather now. You bring up training the plants uh, when they first get started in the spring, and I know that's labor-intensive. Why don't you explain to us what that means? As the hops grow in the spring... Um, when we first start seeing, we'll take like the last week of March, Jim and I will go out and we'll start putting up strings. And before the end of April, we have to have the whole yard string. We're talking like 16,000 strings. Once the strings are up, the plants are coming up out of the ground. Once they reach about a foot high, we start them on the string. We wrap them at the direction that the sun goes around the bottom of the string. They have to be done really fast. Usually we try to be done by the first week of May. But they follow the sun around. Once you get them started on there, they'll go all the way up to the top. And then we cut off at that time any extra rise plants that we don't want to go up the string. So one plant will put up 30 or 40 uprights, and we only want two to three, maybe even four, to go up the string. But it takes us a long time to go to each plant and, and turn them on the string and get them going the way we want them. And your brother told me that the summer solstice is your deadline. Once the summer solstice hits, the plant's got it in its head that, okay, we have to make cones now. So the higher, the taller your plant is at that point, the more cones you will have. There's several different things that control how many cones you get. Some of it, if, if the plants grow a little bit slower, you can actually have more cones. But when the summer solstice, solstice hits, that's when that plant knows that it's time to to finish its year. So after the, all that work with, with the strings, training the plants, they finally get started, and then your eyes shift to the cones and mildew issues, right? Is, it, is that the number one issue for hops? Downy mildew is the number one issue for hops in Wisconsin, I, I believe. We start fungicide program 
soon as them plants, even when they're, even when we're training them, we are putting on, we are starting to put on fungicides. And probably every 10 days, if it's drier weather, we can go a little bit longer. If it's really wet, um, we have to go more often. But a lot of times in the spring, we like to give them that drench when they first come up out of the ground. And normally we'll try to use a systemic um, fungicide, something that'll go down into the root and something that'll also come up into the plant. Um, that's really important because the, the fungus will overwinter in the plants in the roots. So you, you've got it. If, if you've had it last year, you've got it this year. With supply chain challenges kind of bogging down everybody in agriculture, was fungicide difficult to get, or were you, were you able to secure all of the fertilizers or fungicides that you needed? We're a niche market here, I mean, for what we're doing. Yes, nitrogen is crazy in price, and hops love nitrogen. Uh, and I've talked to several other growers. A lot of them are, are putting on liquid nitrogen this year just because of the amount of money we're set up to do dry. We we have not had a problem. Of course, I work for a cooperative, and that helps somewhere there. But I, I, of the growers that I know in Wisconsin, none of them have, have had trouble this year getting any supplies. But the money part of it is quite a bit more. So from here to when you start harvesting in early August, what are you keeping your eyes on? What does work in the, in the hop yard look like? We do what they call a burn down. We defoliate the bottom three feet of the plants, and the bottom three feet are defoliated to get airflow through the plants and to keep the suckers from growing because we want all of the production on the top end of that plant right now. We're also scouting for bugs. We, we have a tremendous problem in our area with Japanese beetle which can, can come in and completely defoliate you in, in no time. We also have problems with corn borers. If you've got corn fields near you, um, the corn borers will come in. They lay their eggs in the grass. They find the nicest plant they can find. They bore into it, and, and they'll go into each vine until they morph into a, a bigger insect. But they really they kill your vines fast. So we're watching for bugs. Leaf hoppers are another bug that we really watch for. We're finishing up fertilizing now. We don't like to give them much fertilizer once they get into the burr stage and and of course we are constantly watching for fungus so what does the harvest entail how do you harvest hops harvest is a pretty hard two to three weeks for us but it is probably one of the best times of the year all your friends all your family they all seem to pitch in and help we have like anywhere from 10 to 20 people there at a time we can harvest 120 plants an hour I should call it, I should say strings because we've got two strings on each plant. When we first started, we, it would take us 45 minutes to do a plant. And so we're, we can move like that. But usually we have a good time. We all usually end up having dinners and evenings together. And we really enjoy it. It's hard work. We got a wolf harvester. It's a 1971 model that we brought in from Germany. She does the work for us. We pick some of the leaves out of the, what's left there's some leaves that come through when, when we pick them, but for the most part, we go out in the yard, we cut the plants down, we bring them to the building, the ladies are sitting there port, uh, sorting the one in, and Jim and I are running the, the machine part of it, and it's just a good time, actually. <laughs> and do you have to do any other processing of the hops before you send it on its way, and, and where are you sending it? The first thing we do when we pick these hops, within an hour, we'll have these hops on what we call our dryer. And our dryer, we're, we're using dry air. We're, all we dry with is air. Um, a lot of places use heat, but we use just air. Um, we put them hops on right away so they don't spoil. They will spoil really fast if you don't get air through them. They'll sit there for one to two days, 
we've got a couple different dryers so we can switch back and forth. And then when they come off that dryer, we bale them into 100-pound bales. We've got a press to press them. I guess one way to look at it, uh, a bale of hops weighs 100 pounds. We can stuff by hand seven pounds into a, a, a feed sack, basically. So if you take a three, this bale is three by three, and we're pressing them in there up to 100 pounds. It's quite the deal that way, but that saves so much room. After they're baled, as soon as we can get them to the processing plant, which is Tenacious Badger, it's a hot, it's another hop grower. They're, they're bigger than we are, but they do all the processing for the Wisconsin Hops Exchange. They'll, they'll go up there, they'll go into cold storage, and they'll wait until everybody is done harvesting. And then about uh, the end of December, first part of January, they'll start pelletizing them hops. They're all tested for oils. They're pelletized. And at that point, they're getting ready to go out. Probably by the end of February, when all our plants this year are, are ready to go out into the field. Does all this work, attention, applications that, that you have to purchase, does it all pay off come harvest? That part of it, I would say this, when, when, he, when we started, it was okay. I would say now it's more of a labor of love. Actually, you do kind of fall in love with what you're doing. We're not getting rich at this by no means. We're, um, we, had a, we had a pretty good year last year. With the COVID issues that have been in the country, it shut down a lot of the microbreweries, and, uh, and that's where our niche is. And so there's a lot of extra hops sitting in the country around us right now. The Pacific Northwest controls the hop market. We're, we're niche growers. We, we need the microbrewers. We need, new, like, the New Glarus people. They, they buy a lot of hops. They want Wisconsin hops. They've got a Wisconsin product, and they are supporting us right now. But as far as if really making a lot of money, no, there's not a lot of money in hops right now, unless you are a huge grower. So, Bob, you're a part of the Wisconsin Hop Exchange. Why don't you tell us what your role is on that board and how the Hop Exchange is working to expand markets? The growers in the state of Wisconsin have went down from like 180 growers to like 20 20 some really active growers. The Hops Exchange was trying to market hops on their own and doing a fairly good job of it, but it's been tough. So in the last few years, they've added a marketing manager and we oversee what he does, the board the board does, and we also try to control the quality of the hops at intake in our processing facilities and, and that kind of thing. We're looking to make sure that we have the highest quality product that we can because we do have a niche market. And so that's where I'm heavily involved. Is there anything else you want to add, Bob, before I let you go? The co-op, as far as the hops exchange, can use more hops. Where a few years ago they were saying, um, you know, the old hops, we have to get rid of them. They're just, we just can't sell them. So, and, and it is a niche. It depends on which varieties you're growing. When, when everybody started growing hops in the old days, we all had the same varieties. And we had the same varieties that they had in the Pacific Northwest. They, they could just kill us, you know. They could produce them so much cheaper than we can. So it was really hitting the niche, the niche market. And, that, and that's where it is. And without, like, Dan Carey from, he's just one of them. Um, there's so many other breweries, uh, Potosi Brewery, uh, Hillsborough Brewing, Snapper Verbski down there. Without them guys supporting the Wisconsin growers, we wouldn't be able to make it. But it's guys like that. Uh, Dan Carey's New Glarus Brewery, and, and he is a big supporter of Wisconsin hops. Yeah, because just because a, a craft brewery says they're you know a Wisconsin beer, it doesn't mean they're using Wisconsin hops. No, absolutely not. And you can, you okay, so 
a way to look at that around here. Our cost of production is roughly five dollars to seven dollars a pound. A couple of years ago, you could buy hops from the Pacific Northwest for four dollars a pound, processed, and we couldn't keep up with that. You know, we couldn't we couldn't sell them for that, and that's what happened hurt us here. It's getting the niche, you know, getting to with the brewers that want what you have and know that your product is supreme. That's the word from Bob Conant, who operates Bohica Hops in Toma with his brother. It's a five-acre hop yard. Bob is also a part of the Wisconsin Hop Exchange. Some factoids for you. Bob says growers are lucky to get about one pound of hops per plant. It takes three ounces of hops to make three to four cases of beer. And a dry hop cone weighs about the same as a cotton ball. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.